want to welcome everybody back to uh, Talking Softball with Coach B. You know, we're into 2022 now, and the high school season is gearing up and getting ready to get started. We're having a little bit of a break here in the select season, but our young teams will be back on the field soon, and, and it won't be long before we get our teams back on the field for summer 22. So there, there's a lot happening and a lot going on. You know, one nice thing about the off season is it gives us time to reflect and gives us time to look ahead. And I think that those of us that have been involved in the game for a long time, we have an opportunity to, to look back and say, you know, where has the game come from? But then we look forward to see where the game's going to go. And recently I had an opportunity to attend a, a softball summit. And at this softball summit, we talked a lot about the use of data analytics in the game of softball. And that's kind of what I want to touch on today is where's the game going, you know? And I feel like I can talk to this point because fortunately I was on the college side for 25 years and now I'm in my fifth year on the select softball side. Over 30 years, I've watched the game grow. As I tell people, I'm old enough to remember we played with a white ball when I started coaching. And my first college job, we played in a city park with the snow fence outfield, and we didn't have lights on the field that, that we could use. So we'd start our games at noon, and there might be 10 people in the stands watching the game. You know, and now you look back just to the College World Series – you know, they had to expand the Hall of Fame stadium to hold the people that are there. And, and it's just great to see that, right? It's great to see that our game has become such a wonderful spectator sport. And I always try to keep in the back of my mind, you know, what are we doing for the game and what are we doing in the game that if someone who has never seen softball walked up and was watching the game, would it be something they would come back and watch a second time because of what they see on the field? That's a critical message that we need to keep in the back of our mind with everything we do. But as it pertains to the use of data analytics, and I'm going to, I'm going to put out a disclaimer before I get too far into this topic today, I probably still need the manual that is data analytics for dummies. I, I by no means think that I'm an expert, but it is something that I believe is becoming a part of our game. And as we move forward, it's going to become an even more important part of our game. And we don't even know all of the avenues that we're going to be able to use data to help not only develop our players, but promote our players and market our players. So when we talk about data analytics, we're talking about collecting data on performance and how our players perform a skill, you know, what their outcomes are. And, you know, just to talk quick about a couple of the, the different types of data analytics tools we have out there, you know, four or five years ago, we started with Blast Motion which was a sensor you put on the knob of the bat, gave you a lot of great feedback. You know, some of us think it gave too much feedback if players really spent too much time looking at the numbers. 
you know, if you didn't have blast motion, you could still use a pocket radar or a radar gun, you know, a stopwatch. Anything that you're collecting numerical data on a player with, that's part of the data la- analytics process. Well, now we've grown with it into Rapsodo and Yakker Tech and Softball Cloud, you know, which is off of the Baseball Cloud program. You know, we have Prospect Wire camps that are going to become very popular because they're data analytics opportunities for our players. You know, we have platforms like Virtual Combine. You don't collect the data with virtual, but you get a chance to put it out on their platform online and you can use it there. But, you know, I think that the one thing we have to really pay attention to when we talk about how to use data analytics or what roles is going to play in, we have to continue to understand that data analytics is a resource. And the data we collect is, I mean, it it just opens so many doors, right? I'll go back in the beginning of my career 30 years ago. The only tools I had to use to analyze my players were my eyes. I would watch their swing mechanics. I would watch their fielding mechanics, watch their pitching mechanics, watch how they ran, right? Those were my data collection tools. That was my eyes. And now to see where we are 30 years later and I mean, it's still early in the stages. You know, we're behind baseball probably six to 10 years in a lot of ways. And data analytics is obviously one of those. You know, they're using data analytics at all levels. They're using it at the major league level, the minor league level, the college level. They've started using it in the select ball area also. So I think, you know, again, and this is just the opinion of, a guy that needs the data analytics for dummies handbook, I think that we have to embrace the fact that the use of data is here to stay in our game. And and some people will say, well, only the big colleges are going to get to use that. And it's only an advantage to the upper 5% of players. Not everybody can gain an advantage from using data. I don't buy that. I I really don't. After talking with coaches at the summit I was at and doing more research on my own, I believe that the use of data can benefit everybody involved in the game. At different levels? Absolutely. Sure. Because I think it's a, a big part of it is going to be, I can now collect data on Susie, and I can put her in a development program And six weeks later, I can test her again. You know, I created that program based on what the numbers told me here, right? So now I set up the program and I come back and retest six weeks later. We're hoping that we see better numbers. If we don't, then we have to make sure that our plan was the right plan, or we have to make sure that Susie implemented the plan properly and I instructed it properly, right? But if I can start that with a 10-year-old, and obviously working with a 10-year-old is going to be different than working with someone we're preparing to go to college, but someday we hope that 10-year-old gets there. But if I can start working with her as a 10-year-old and collect that data and retest, collect data, retest, and work all the way through, 
I really believe I'm giving Susie an outstanding opportunity and an outstanding path to become the best player she can be. Numbers-wise, skill-wise, right? I don't think data completely replaces my eyes, and I don't think data replaces the intangibles that we see when we look at our players. You know, Susie might be a little undersized, but her heart's bigger than anybody on the field. She has a passion for the game that's unparalleled. Well, that's going to obviously be a major advantage for as we move forward through the program. But now I have the capability of using data to support or develop alongside that passion that she has. So now our player development has credibility because we can show numbers and say, yes, this is this has tracked her for three, four, five years, and she's getting better. We can use it in the recruiting process. You know, I can remember when I was sitting on the college coach side and somebody called me about a player, say, hey, Kevin, this kid can play for you. Really? Why do you say that? Well, she does this and this, and she's got great feet, and she's got great hands. Okay? How do you define great? You might define great differently than I do. But it piqued my interest, so I might go watch. And when I went out and watched, I was like, ooh. Now, she doesn't have great feet and great hands. She's got pretty good feet or hands for the level she's playing at. But if I took her and compared her to the people that I that are on my team or that I'm looking at to be on my team, it's not great. But if that coach was able to give me numbers, talk about her exit speed, talk about her ball spin ratio, talk to me about you know a number of things offensively, and then show me some numbers of her quickness work and her footwork drills and what she's doing. Show me her overhand throw velocity. You know, now I can take that information and look at it and go, well, he told me she plays really hard and has all these tools. Well, now these numbers show me she does too. And, and I've had people say, well, you know, the mid-major and low division ones, division twos, division threes, junior colleges, those people aren't, they don't have the capability of, to use data because they can't afford it. Well, that doesn't mean they won't use it. If we provide the information to them, they don't have to have all the equipment to buy it and do the testing themselves. We're doing it, and then we're just providing them with the data. And I don't think anybody would turn down that opportunity to look at data on a player, right? Quick story. I'll never forget. I was recruiting at the last school I was at, and it was about an 11-hour drive to Houston to go watch the Ronald McDonald. And I had a coach, coach call me the week before and say, hey, Kevin, you really need to come out and watch my pitcher throw. She's really talented. You know, 63, 64, really good spins, you know, and she wants to come to your school. Okay, I'll come out and watch. Well, then when we went to the tournament, uh, it felt like they played all over Houston. You know, you might be at a ballpark over here, and it's a 45-minute drive to the other ballpark, right? Houston traffic's also tough to deal with. I'll just say it that way. So she's going to play a game over here. I'm finishing up watching a game here, 
and I've got about an hour to get from point A to point B to watch her throw. Well, traffic was awful. So that hour trip turned into about an hour and 10-minute trip with me doing my best NASCAR moves at the time to get there. And college coaches, if you're listening, all of us have had this experience on the recruiting trail. But I get over there, and I walk in and stand behind the backstop, and I'm watching her throw. And I pull out my pocket radar, and I start getting some numbers, and it's 55, 56, 55. And now I'm frustrated because I just feel like I took my life in my own hands to get across Houston to watch this game. And obviously this player is not showing me what I was told she could do. So coach comes out to talk to me, and he said, Coach, glad to see you're here. She's excited that you're here. What do you think? I said, where's 63-64? Where's that movement you were telling me about? Because right now the only way it's moving is off the bat and in the gap, and runners are moving all over the place. Well, Coach, you got to understand, she pitched the last game for us, and she's really nervous that you're here. I said, okay, I said, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go in the dugout and let her know that if she comes to play for me in college, I'm going to be at every game she pitches, so she doesn't need to be nervous right now. But I was frustrated, you know, because I walked out of that ballpark and, and didn't see what I came to see. Well, fast forward that to now, if that coach contacts me, I can say, hey, can you send me her Rapsodo report? Can I see her numbers? You know, because I want to see her spin rate. I want to see how efficient it is. And then I want to see her velocities. And if he can't provide that for me, then it makes me wonder, was he telling me the truth when he was giving me all that data? And I think that's where we're going. I think it creates credibility. And I think it's a tool that we can use uh, to really let people know truthfully what our players can do, and it's supported by the data. So, you know, I think that we're going to try to find a way to really incorporate data analytics into almost everything we do with American Freedom. We're going to start using it with our pitchers. We're going to use it with our hitters. You know, we're going to do it with our positional players. We want to make sure that we're really developing good plans of development to help these kids continue to develop and grow and move forward. And, you know, already we're only a couple years into this on the softball side, but now we're at a point where we can do in-game analytics also. And that's even, I mean, that even changes the game even more because it's one thing if, if I'm doing data analysis and Susie has a 77 exit speed and she's hitting balls 240 uh, in the cage, but now she comes out on the field and her exit speed 65 and she's rolling over or, you know, just hitting weak ground balls or fly balls. Obviously there's not a transition from the work she's putting into the cage to her performance on the field. So I think that again, the use of data is going to allow us to try to bring those two things together because we can sit down and look at it and say, Susie, you've got a completely different swing in the cage than you have in the game. Here, look at the 3D of your swing in both situations. It's not the same. 
And, and I just think about some of the great players that I got a chance to coach during my college career and, and how talented they were and how much more talented they could have been if we had the technology and the ability to do data tracking with them the way these players today are going to be able to do it moving forward. And, and I just feel like we're going to see a lot of a lot of positive movement forward and a lot of positive growth to our game. It's, it's just going to make the game better for players, coaches, the fans watching, everything. It's just a real exciting time for us in our game. So, you know, I, I talk, to, talk to players and I talk to coaches. I'm talking to the parents. Do not be afraid to get more information about how using data and using data analytics tools will benefit you as a player. Is it going to help you on your path to become a better player? Are you willing to work hard enough and learn the information that you're going to be provided so that you will continue to grow and get better? As a coach, are, are we using everything we need to be using to assist our players in that process? Are we talking to them about data and are, are we using data in setting up our lineups or analyzing the performance of our team and looking for tendencies and looking for different pieces of information that we can use to be successful? And then as parents, we have to look at it and say, if I truly want my daughter to have an opportunity to be the best player she can be and have an opportunity to grow and hopefully succeed at the college level, whatever level it is, I need to embrace programs and coaches that use data and understand data and use data analytics because that is going to help her grow. We get out of the mindset of the old boy just standing back there with his arms folded and going, she looks like a player. And I don't think data replaces that. I don't think data replaces the eye test, the player with heart, the intangibles, right? The great teammate. Data doesn't replace that. But now it supports and provides information that will continue to develop the whole player around those intangibles. So... I think it's important that we don't just turn our back and say, nah, that's a fad. It's going to go away. It's not going to go away. The, the growth I've seen in three years, it's not going away. It's only going to continue to grow, and it's only going to continue to be a bigger part of the game. And if you want to turn your back and walk away, then the game's going to pass you by. And, you know, again, I go back to, if somebody walks up that's never seen the game, well, they come back. And, yep, they did it 30 years ago when I coached those kids. Saw it happen. But now if we can continue to grow our players and help them become more efficient and talented and help them grow and then improve our in-game use of, of our talent and, and strategies – all it does is create a better game, and, and it creates a better game for everybody on the field and off the field. So I think the data era is here, 
And I think those of us that, you know, want to see the game continue to improve, we need to learn how to use it. We need to learn how to understand it. And we need to be open-minded to be creative, think outside the box, and, and figure out all the ways we can continue to use data and use data analysis for our players and our teams. Well, that's it for today. I want to thank everyone for listening, and I hope you're enjoying Talking Softball with Coach B. I ask you to subscribe through your local podcast provider. You can also follow us on facebook.com slash talking softball gives you an opportunity to provide feedback and also provide any questions that you might want us to answer on an upcoming episode this has been talking softball with coach b and i want to thank you for listening and i hope everybody has a great day